Welcome to the Nashville Vineyard Podcast. For more information, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Good, good morning, church, Nashville Vineyard, and others that are tuning in. Um, we're uh, we're at another uh, another Sunday, another digital church experience. Um, I'm sure it's getting old for many of you by now. Uh, it is by it is with me as well. I I look forward to uh, being able to gather uh, together. Hopefully, we can. Uh, do that soon. This is going to be a little bit of a different uh, talk today. Uh, we're taking a step back from Acts, wanting to speak into everything that is going on throughout our our world right now. So much has happened over the past couple of weeks, and I want us to think: uh, What does the church do? What do what do we do as Jesus followers? How, how do we interact with everything going on uh, throughout the throughout the world right now as the church? That's that's my call as pastor is to is to begin to say how do we interpret these things that are going on uh, in our world? How do we respond to these things? How, how do we how do we feel about these things? How do we act on these things? And and what are we feeling and experiencing that the Lord is wanting to rid us of and, and to, uh, to, that we should repent over. Uh, this is a time for repentance, there's no doubt. There's, this is a time for uh, asking the Lord to search our hearts, to, to begin to, to pull out any, any imperfections uh, within us. We, we've been doing this continually since, since this began, really, of a time of the Lord really uh, refining us and moving us into a time of repentance and of of allowing him to search us to know us to to begin to uh, to reveal things in, inside of us that we need to repent of and so uh, today's a little bit different uh, we're gonna I'm gonna share with you uh, for just a moment here uh, something uh, from from the scriptures and then we're going to to show you a uh, a clip of a of a conversation that I had this week with our very own uh, Matthew Charles. Uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful conversation. I was so blessed to be able to have it. Matt Matthew is such a gift to our church. Many of you know him. Uh, Matthew was in prison for a few decades and was released. Uh, when they overturned, uh, there was a crack cocaine uh, sentencing, and then there was a powder cocaine sentencing, and that was deemed to be uh, racist and prejudiced laws. They overturned those. He was released on those, uh, but then they said, whoops, we made a mistake. They called him back. In the meantime, when he came out of prison, he joined our church and, uh, and was uh, uh, just an incredible part of that. And he, he called me one day and, and said, hey, they're, they're wanting me to go back to, to jail. I had no idea he'd even been in jail. He's such an amazing 
guy. His presence was so calming and peaceful. And so we began to work through that and 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 fight for that. Eventually, he actually did have to turn himself back in, and we we prayed as a church for uh, a long time that the Lord would would do something in this because it was wrong. It was unjust, and and a miracle happened. He was released. He he was the first one released on what was called the First Step Act by President Trump. He was at the uh, um, some. I can't remember the name, some big White House event shortly thereafter, uh, State of the Union, I think is what, what it is addressed. And his story is just incredible. And he's a champion. He's going around and, and telling his story all over the country to senators and congressmen and, and governors about uh, injustice in, in, uh, in the legal system, injustice against uh, people who are in prison and uh, and so he's doing a lot of that on prison reform he's a member of our church dear friend and so we wanted to sit down with him and say hey how can we what do we need to hear right now and, and i just took some time to to listen to him and to uh, to hear what he has to say uh, in regards to everything that is going on so we're going to show you a, a clip of that uh, after this it's it's uh i'm asking him you know how should the church Think about this how should we respond and, and then we pray together and it's a very powerful uh conversation i think and there's a link to the full conversation that's about an hour um at the bottom here and you can find that on our youtube page and it'll take you there and you can watch our, our full conversation so i'm going to pray and then, and then i'm going to share just something with you really quickly so holy spirit we just we welcome you we need you jesus would you be king would you rule our hearts? We just welcome your presence, Holy Spirit. We just want more of your presence. Would you come? Would you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive what it is you have today? And it's in Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen. I've been very troubled uh, over this past few weeks. Uh, there's there's much to be troubled of. There's there's much for for us to to be reflecting on in the wake of, of Mr. Floyd and what happened to him, in the wake of the protesting, in the wake of the riots, in the wake of of what I'm seeing, the the the, the furthering of division within within the church. There, there's much for us to grieve about right now. And my heart is, is uh, very heavy today as I sit here. And, and I, want, I want to talk just a moment about how we should, just me and you, people from our church, and if you're watching this, if you're a follower of Jesus, how, how are we supposed to think and how are we supposed to respond how are we supposed to conduct our lives? How are we supposed to conduct our social media accounts? How are we supposed to act with other people? This is where I'm really concerned of what I'm seeing. I'm concerned for injustice. I'm concerned for systematic racism. I'm concerned um, for, for the right uh, to protest 
uh, peacefully. I, I, I'm concerned for those that are affected negatively by the riots. I'm, I'm concerned about all of that, and I'm concerned about what I'm hearing uh, in, in the church. I'm concerned about what I'm hearing from the church. Uh, not not necessarily you you guys specifically, but I'm seeing so many different believers responding and and really fighting o over over things that that I just I can't understand why why we're fighting. And so um, I, I, I want us to think about everything how how Jesus thinks. Okay, we're supposed to see the world. We're not citizens of this world. We're citizens of, of the kingdom of God. And we're supposed to conduct ourselves. We're supposed to think. We're supposed to, to love and act differently than people that are not of the kingdom of God. Dramatically differently. Okay, We're supposed to have our perspectives filtered through the lens and the framework of Jesus, of the kingdom of God. We're, we're supposed to have our words filtered and seasoned uh, through the kingdom of God and Jesus and his love for others. We're supposed to have uh, our emotional responses. We're supposed to have everything like that checked and balanced by the kingdom of God, by, by the way that the kingdom works, by how Jesus views the world. And so much of what I'm seeing right now is not, it's not the church. It's, it's not how we're supposed to act. And, and it's, it's, not, it's not becoming of a bride. And, and mainly what I'm talking about, y'all, is here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm seeing so much infighting in the church of one side versus the other side on whatever issue. And can I just say that we should all be very careful how we judge and talk about the bride of Christ. In fact, I would say that we should stop. We should stop saying negative things about brothers and sisters in Christ who, who may differ with us in opinions or, or, or how we feel like things should work. There's so much negativity. There's so much vitriol. There's, there's so much anger against our own brothers and sisters in Jesus. And I will tell you, that is completely anti-Christ. His prayer, Jesus' prayer, his only prayer that he prayed, that, that he, he said, pray, this is what I'm praying. He teaches us how to pray for sure, but his prayer is found in John, and it's a prayer for unity, that we, his bride, would be one. That we would be one as he and the Father are one. That was his prayer. And all I'm hearing, all I'm seeing, is so much division and so much so much anger towards one another and I'll tell you it breaks the heart of Jesus it breaks his heart his heart is already broken over over the injustice that is going on and he is with them right he is with the hurting he is with the broken he is with the lost if you, if you want to find Jesus go find them go find those that are hurting Go stand with those that are that are maligned. Go stand with those that are facing injustice. He he's there with them, okay. And he's he's broken over how his bride has been turned inward and against. He's broken by the words that we speak against his beloved. And and we need to check our mouths 
and our, our typing fingers on how we speak about brothers and sisters who act or think or have different opinions than us. We, we cannot, we cannot be people who, who bash his bride, okay? It's just not, it's not who we are. It's not who followers of Jesus are. Let's be an answer to the prayer of our Savior. Okay? Can we agree and disagree? Of course. But we, we cannot have this anger towards one another. We just can't. We just can't have it. It's, it's not the way. Okay? So we need to think like Jesus thinks. We need to think like the kingdom thinks. And you want to know how we should respond as a church. We don't know how should we feel right now as a church. What, what should we look like? I'll tell you, Jesus is very explicit. In Matthew chapter 5, he gathers everyone around and he says, I want to teach you what people of the kingdom of God are like. I want to teach you what this way is like. And he says this. He says, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven poor in spirit this word poor there and it's a phrase poor in spirit means powerless it means people that have no voice it means people that that can't make a difference he said bless are they for then when they're feeling it there will be blessings on them and as a church we're to get behind them you know why because theirs is the kingdom of heaven is what he says Right there. Verse 4, he says, five, this is Matthew 5, verse 3, this is verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Folks, the church, we need to be mourning with people who are mourning. Okay? We don't need to necessarily tell them how to mourn right now. We need to mourn with people who are mourning. They will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, the lowly, the humble, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. It's okay to be hungry and thirsty to begin to see righteousness roll down like thunder on our land. And righteousness, this word, it means the way that God intended things to be way back in the beginning in Genesis in the garden. We are hungry to see the kingdom be restored. We're hungry to see his way be, be, be the only way on our planet. We're hungry to see that time when, when one day the lion and the lamb will lie down together. This is those that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness. May we be hungry and thirsty for that righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. The merciful. Are you merciful to those that, that, are, that are, do you harm? Blessed are you. For they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Blessed are the peace makers for they shall be called sons of God 
One of the jobs of the church is to step into division, step into violence, step into all of the injustice. And when we step, we release peace into that area. We release peace immense immense the the violence, immense the injustice, amongst the, the, the troubled hearts, amongst all of those that are feeling so outcast and downtrodden. When we step in, peace should come. It's one of our calls. Blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus said. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He skips over, if you, if you skip here, down to verse 43, he says this. You have heard it said, this is Jesus, our Messiah. He says this, you've heard it said, that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, Love your enemies and bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, if you love those who agree with you, if you love those who believe like you, this is what he said. What reward do you have? Do not even tax collectors do the same. Sorry, IRS agents. We appreciate you. And if, this is verse 47, and if you greet your brethren only, so if you only interact with people that, that are like you, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Are we loving our enemies? Are we blessing those that curse us? Are we interacting with, with people that believe completely differently than us? If not, if not, what are we doing? This is what the Messiah says we should be like. I suggest we read that this week. I, I would, if I could make you do something, I would, I would have you sit down. I, I would have you, you sit down with the scripture, with Matthew 5, read the entire chapter, and let it reflect in you. And ask the Holy Spirit to say, is this me? Is this myself? Are there things in here that I need to arrange and change, repent? Where am I off in this? And I'll tell you, we're all off on this. Me too. But could we allow this scripture to read us this week? Maybe before we post anything or share anything or maybe even think anything. Can we allow this scripture to form our thoughts? Can we be transformed by the renewal of our mind that comes by the word, the breath, the ruach, and the written word of God? Can we, can we be people this week that are transformed by his word before we say any words from ourselves? Can we be slow to speak and quick to listen? This is what the church should look like. And this is where we're going. The church is the bride of Christ and the bride of Christ needs to begin to act like it, okay? And so we're praying, 
Lord, make us one. Lord, would your peace come? Would your justice come? Would your love come? Would, 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 would we be able to, to be like you, to live like you? In this climate, in every climate, in, in every situation, when there's, when there's peace outside and when there's war inside, may we be people that reflect this verse and these verses. We're going to pray. Lord, we need you now. We need you to come and search our hearts. May we love one another. Would you teach us to love our enemies? That's so hard. In fact, it's impossible. We can't do that without you. So Holy Spirit, would you help us? Would you help us to transform our hearts, to love those that persecute us, that love those that wish us harm, to love those who say terrible things about us, who love those who do terrible things to us? Would you help us to love our enemies? you change our hearts and change our minds. And it's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. We're going to cut to the, uh, to the conversation and look forward to seeing you uh, throughout the week in smoke rooms, healing rooms, uh, new believer rooms. If, if you haven't accepted Jesus yet, sign up for one of these. We'll talk. I'd love to introduce you to this king who has an incredible, incredible way to live. We'll see you soon. One of the things that I asked you, um, and, and, and then I wanted, I wanted to just say, what can we do as a church here, Nashville Vineyard, um, what, if you were pastoring it, um, what would you, what would you have us do? And, and you, I think you gave some, some great thoughts on that. I was wondering, maybe we can end it up there and you pray over us. Okay. I will say that the situation that's going on nationally can't be glossed over. So I would advise, you know, pastors or uh, I would speak to my congregants and I let them know, okay, you know, everybody understands that there are many things going on because everybody, you know, you've been watching on TV, been hearing on the news, uh, even showing up in your Google feeds on your phone. Uh, but what is taking place, we got to understand that this world is not our home. We also got to understand that it's wrong anytime someone's life is taken wrongfully. But at the same token, we as a people of God, believers, got to give us ourselves a personal check, right. <laughs> make sure we're on par, speak with our family members and our friends and fellow believers about the situation and have an open, honest conversation about it. Then we also got to reach out to our communities because in our communities, see, God called us to be love instruments. Mm. So when he called us to be love instruments, he meant that once I enter into your life and change you or start to work on you, I'm going to allow you to go out and distribute my love mm. among the people, regardless of your race. I mean, it could be the opposite situation that have taken place with the races, but God still would have called me as a black person to go out in a white community and still show the love of Christ. So in other words, we got to reach out to our communities around us. Let us know that we agree with you. What took place was wrong. We're here to assist you and try to help you to also help ourselves because we are intertwined with one another mm. uh, to get through this. But at the same token, we just can't rush out into the community because right now, 
because of the protests, a lot of them are meant to be peaceful that are turning destructive. So we gotta make sure that the timing is right. We also gotta make sure that our conversation is right. And your conversation is always gonna be right if you approach people in love. But at the same token, we're going into new areas of territory maybe. Mm -hmm. Say for instance, a community of color that we necessarily have not been before, don't know anybody in that community. But we come and letting them know that we are Christian believers and we're coming in the name of Jesus Christ to just love on you. And them seeing that and understanding that one race of people is not intolerant or evil and open and accepted, well, they should already know that. But because of this, some people are confused. And when I say confused, I don't mean confused permanently. I'm talking about confused of the moment. Sure, yeah. To where they're just like, no, I don't want to hear it. Get away from me. And they call you, you know, uh, these racial slurs. Um, just the opposite way. Uh, but you got to also understand and don't let that affect you and say, I'm not going back out into the community anymore right. because my feelings have been hurt. Right. No, you got to understand where they're coming from. You pull your group of people to get back together again. Uh, and hopefully, you know what I mean? You can just uh, tell each one of them where well, that person is still hurt and they still grieve and they don't know how to respond. Or this is a world's response, which is a natural response. And so just, you know, as, as a, a pastor or a person who is ministering to people, I would just say, let's go out there, let's love them, let's listen to them. Because a lot of people don't want to be spoken to. Right. They just want to be heard. So let's listen to them. And you may hear things like, well, this is going on for 100 years. This is going on for 400 years. Uh, this is going on for the last uh, 10. There was two weeks ago when they killed uh, Rihanna, a, a lady in uh, Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. Uh, who was a law-abiding citizen. And nothing has been done in her situation. Uh, this is what is taking place in Georgia. This is what is taking place in uh, Missouri. This is what is taking place in California. And all you can do is listen. And if you hadn't heard, what those incidents was that took place there. Be like, oh, I didn't hear about it. Could you explain it to me? And then they'll share with you. They'll be like, oh wow, that is another example of just what took place. Uh, this has to stop and I'm in agreement with you. Uh, what can we do? Well, we can start talking to the people that we elect, you know, whether it be at a local level, you know what I mean, or a federal level, and see what their views on it. What are you gonna do now that you're in Washington, D.C. and have the ability to change laws about what has been going on systematically for all this time? Uh, local officials, well, what are you gonna do to bring this community together as opposed to further tear it apart? So they may tell you, well, just, you got a better chance since you're a pastor uh, to speaking <laughs> with, you know, uh, an alderman, you know what I mean, or a local senator or representative uh, about what needs to be done than I do. And you say, okay. I'm gonna do that because something needs to be done. So, you know, they just wanna listen and hear. But when you go into these communities, you also gotta be mindful that a lot of people are riled up. A lot of people are mad, you know what I mean? And rightfully, they have a reason to be right, mad and riled up. They just don't have a right to respond in a kind of way though. And I, I, one of the things that you said over lunch, uh, you said the main thing I would do right now is to tell people to pray. And because right now there's, you, you, what you said is there needs to be some time right. uh, to sort of let this oh, yeah, die down. Die down and just, it's too you know, fresh right now. It's too fresh. Too the fresh. wounds are too fresh. Right. And, um, and so I think, uh, I think I hear you say, you know, we're, we're called to, to love. Oh yeah, always. Uh, <laughs> to, to, and to engage, yes. to listen, yeah. uh, to not try and come up with all the answers right exactly. away. Exactly. Take a moment. Exactly. And you know we talked about it earlier. Mourn, 
with those that are mourning, grieve with those that are grieving. Um, get, uh, you know, get angry with those that are angry. And, you know, like you said, don't sin. You don't have to. Exactly. Anger doesn't equal sin, exactly. right? Exactly. There's a righteous anger that right. I think can rise up. Right. Uh, I think a lot of us are feeling. Um, and then, uh, and then to, you know, one of the things that I've felt, uh, and I was talking with some leaders yesterday, you know, what can we do? Mm. And, you know, one of the things that we can, can do is to, is to repent on behalf of those right. uh, that have that have gone before us that have done whatever, and to um, you know to basically say, Lord, would you forgive us? Uh, would you would you cleanse us? Would you cleanse our land and uh, and all of that? And so, I would like to pray a prayer of repentance to close us out, and then I would like for you to pray a prayer um, over us that are watching, and uh, and then maybe for the maybe for the country and for those that are suffering okay. as well. Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks. Thanks so much for spending time with us, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, I know you're really busy, so thank you. No it's, a, it's an honor. So, Lord Jesus, we do. We come before you today, and um, we come before you with so many thoughts and emotions and, uh, and, and, and different faces running through our, our minds of people that have suffered uh, injustice. Um, and we just want to say that we repent um, on behalf of those who have committed uh, injustices, that we, we stand in the gap. Uh, we, we take uh, the stance of saying, listen, this is, this is my city, this is uh, my country, and I'm gonna take ownership and, and stand in the gap and repent. And so, Father, we repent right now uh, of the injustices, of the blind eyes, uh, of, of the, um, the situations that may have been created um, out of hatred, and, uh, and out of bigotry and all of those. And we just repent for that. And we seek your forgiveness. And we receive your forgiveness, Father. And would you heal uh, our land? Would you continue to pour out blessings uh, upon us? Would you continue to pour out blessings upon Matthew? Lord, just as you've raised him up, would you continue to raise other people? Would you meet um, those that are lost, that are, uh, you know, just like he is uh, incarcerated, uh, when, when he met you, would you meet other people just like that, Father? Would you continue to pour out your spirit on all flesh? Would you pray for us out? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are God. We thank you for the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that changes lives. We thank you, Jesus Christ, for being the door to the kingdom of God, for opening it up for all people, Lord God. We ask, Father God, for all those that are listening, those that are watching, Father God, or the people of this nation, Father God, that you will put your hand of peace and protection upon them, Lord God. We ask, Father God, that you will guide and direct them. We ask that you would implode wisdom within them, Father God, that they may make the right decisions. We ask, Father God, that you will allow those, Lord God, that want to do something, Lord God, constructive, Lord God, about what is taking place, the wisdom to be able to carry it out. We also pray, Father God, that you would just calm down those lord god that are running around lord god just doing things for the wrong reason father god that are just mad they have a reason to be mad so i don't like to use the terminology mad for no reason but mad for a reason lord god but doing the wrong things uh, to bring about results we also father god lift up this country lord god the united states of america lord god we lift up the leaders of this country, Lord God, whether they be late, local officials, state officials, Lord God, uh, as well as in Washington, D.C. We pray for the President of the United States also, Lord God, that you would give them wisdom and how to deal with this matter, Lord God. 
your word says, Father God, that the king's heart is in your hand and whatsoever like rivers of water, you turn of it whatsoever way you choose. Your word also tells us, Father God, to pray for those that are in authority because it's going to take those that are in authority to change what is happening, Lord God, systematically, Lord God, continuously in order for there to be change. Just like me and Pastor Grant stated earlier, Father God, this has happened in 2020, but it didn't start in 2020, but it definitely needs to end in 2020. Give us the wisdom and the means, Lord God. I'm talking about the leaders of this nation as well as the people, Lord God, who are able to provide ideas and solutions to those leaders on how to handle not just this situation, but all situations, Lord God. Father God, we just pray that you bless and protect everybody. We ask that your hand of protection and blessing be especially over the Floyd family, Lord God. We also pray, Father God, for all those that are involved, Father God, that you would get a hold of their lives and of their hearts, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you have allowed that everyone who has heard about this situation to band together, heart-wise, knowing that there was an injustice, knowing that this was inhumane. And because of that, Father God, we know that your spirit lies within them, even if they don't belong to you yet. Your, father, your word tells us, Father God, that even our senses are able to discern good and bad, wrong and evil. So because of that, Lord God, those that have watched this are able to discern what was wrong and what was evil. So that means that they have a start. And because they have a start, we ask that you place those people around them, Father God, that may speak the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ into their lives, that they thus may also be saved. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to come together uh, to have this conversation, Lord God, this conversation that is very much needed at this time. We also ask, Father God, that you give us wisdom on when to communicate and how to communicate and how to step out uh, to be effective people of the body of Christ to the community around us. Lord God, we know that these are trying times. We know that your word has told us consistently, Lord God, that the end is near. We know that we've witnessed sign after sign after sign after sign uh, that the time is near for your drawing. And we just ask, Father God, that you would continue to save as many as can be, as can be saved before that time ends and you call us home and you start to judge this world. Father God, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over me, over Pastor Grant, over Brother Matt, and over the whole family of God that is listening to this broadcast. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ, the peace of Jesus Christ, and the blessed hand of Jesus Christ, Lord God. Heal those that are sick, open the eyes and ears of those that are deaf and dumb, Allow them to have a peace of heart, Lord God, that they may be consistently at peace regardless of any situation that is in the uproar around them. Because if not, Lord God, we'll be disturbed. And your word tells us to walk by faith and not fear. Your word tells us, Lord God, that if we doubt a little bit, Lord God, it is like a person uh, being deceived, Lord God, and he don't really know what they want. But we know, Lord God, that we desire your peace. For your peace is perfect. Your peace is forever. Your peace is consistent. And we ask that you allow us to have it. We allow, ask that you allow every member of the body of Christ, regardless of what church that they are at, regardless of what their congregants look like, regardless of how they feel, because even in individual body of crisis, people feel one way and may sit in the puppet or may sit in the pews, Father God, and feel differently about what is taking place. But Lord God, allow them, if they're sitting in your place of business, if they're speaking to your people, to have a right heart and a right mind concerning these things, so that they'll know that you are a God of love and not of disorder. You are a God of mercy and grace and not anger and unforgiveness. True, your word says, be angry and sin not. 
But your word also says, be angry, let not the sun go down upon that anger. So therefore, allow us, Lord God, to have a right understanding of who you are and how we are supposed to, how we are supposed to respond. And I pray these things in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. For all upcoming events and more information about the Nashville Vineyard Church, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.